Welcome to the Rise Collective Podcast with me as your host, Carrie Jordan Barrett. This is a podcast devoted to incorporating ancient ways into our contemporary lives and enlivening the physical world with spirit. I hope that this episode will enable you to open a portal to remembering your unique ancient wisdom. It is my honor to hold this place together and hear stories and teachings from our relations. Before we begin, I like to make a prayer and call in our benevolent guides. We humbly give thanks for your assistance and support today. May our listeners hear what they need to hear in service of their highest good. And so it is. Karen Roberts is joining us today to share about the importance of energy medicine and working with the light. Karen has been my beloved client since 2017, and I feel very passionate about her work. Together, we are offering the Rise Collective Mystery School. It'll be opening again in the spring. You can head to the risecollective.org slash program to get on the wait list. Karen Roberts is a divine communicator and energy healing practitioner, teacher, and author of the book, While You Were Dreaming. While You Were Dreaming is a wonderful collection of her divine channels that have come through from St. Germain, paired with her personal healing and spiritual journey. It's a beautiful book that you can read page by page, or you can also use it as an oracle. Karen is trained in Peruvian shamanism, Reiki, the Melchizedek Method, the Diana Cooper School Foundation, and Advanced Angels Therapy with Dorian Virtue. Her healing skills have developed to an original combination, a very unique and original combination of what she has learned and gathered through her journey paired with her own inner talents. I hope you enjoy the interview. So we're going to breathe. Just breathe in the energy of love and light and really feel it come from your, the depths of your field. And in through your system. We are calling in the highest and best today. We ask for the presence of God and the Elohim, Mother Mary, Saint Joseph, Jesus, Mary Magdalene, the Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, Archangel Gabriel. We ask for the presence of the great white brotherhood or the beings of light that have come back to help humanity. Lord Melchizedek, Lord Saint Germain and the violet flame from source. The physical healers, please. Saint Francis of Assisi, Saint Padre Pio, Saint Master Hilarion, Moses and Buddha, King David, King Solomon, Lord Thoth, Lord Katumi, El Moria, the Pleiadian light beings, please, and the world teachers, Sanat Kumara, Lord Maitreya, and Babaji. We ask today to connect our two healing spaces as one so that only sacred, pure love and light can enter. We ask that it be flanked by the divine feminine, Lady Isis, Lady Nada, Lady Kuan Yin, Pallas Athena, Lady Bridget, Aphrodite, and Saint Joan of Arc. We also ask today to connect with our body elementals, the inner constructors, through the mermaids, the dolphins, the fairies, the unicorns, the dragons, and the healing platinum ray. We are so thankful for this healing time together. We ask the highest and best for ourselves and our families, for humanity and for planet Earth. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I felt that one too. I, I often feel some emotion come up when I hear you make that invocation. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. And you're welcome. 
Thank you so much, Karen, for joining us today on the Rise Collective podcast. I so admire your work and I'm so happy you're here. Oh, thank you for having me and for having faith in me. I really appreciate that. I'm delighted to be here as well. I'd love to start with asking you, what is your devotion? Because I know that you are such a devoted person, so devoted to your path. And I'm curious how you approach this word devotion in your life and in your work. It's a good question. Devotion to me is passion. And um, in my work, I feel that, you know, I heard this expression long ago. I feel that I work for God Incorporated. I, it's, it's not something that you can divest yourself from in any way. After I had a spiritual awakening in 2008, something just passed through me that I knew I had the ability to help people. And it was, it was so strong that it changed my entire life. <laughs> and I have been committed to it ever since. And even before the awakening, I was somebody who was always different and felt different. I felt that an uncomfortableness on the planet and with other people, I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere or with anyone. It was a very uncomfortable feeling. There was always trepidation and, and a lot of fear. So when they, when they woke me up, all of a sudden it was if, it was as if a mechanism fell in place in my, in my being. All of a sudden there was one part of me that I knew on the deepest level that I had to pursue this and I had to get it out there and I couldn't be fearful about it. It was just something that it, you couldn't stop. It was almost like a, a a faucet or a waterfall of energy that could not be turned off. Yeah. And, and when that happened, it seems like a lot changed in your life. A lot had to change in your life. A lot. I always call it, um, it, when people come to me, I've been, I've been doing healing work now for 13 years and professionally and probably eons before that, that is just coming back to me. But, um, but I call it the big left-hand turn because I know that in people's lives at different junctures, there are times when the energy will either part or come together. And it is like a big left-hand turn. It, it's, it's like you have to take it. And, um, and things just start to show up in your life to steer you in that direction. And I remember shortly after this happened to me, there were so many synchronicities in my life from... Um, seeing repetitive numbers and um, words on license plates. Um, it, people would say things to songs on the radio, to um, different colors, books on book stands. There were so many things that started to open the door. And that's what happens. The synchronicities are the divine's way of showing you that these are your breadcrumbs. This is what you have to follow. And, and that's what happened to me. I mean, it, it, my life did turn upside down, but there were things that were happening to me that I just couldn't ignore. And, you know, I always think back to one of the first signs that, that really has always stuck with me because my dad uh, 
he he lived till he was 89 and he he died of dementia he was you know just a guiding light in my life and you know he was always there for me and then you know when when he wasn't there when his mind wasn't there it was it was difficult and towards the end he was in a nursing home and my my sister he hadn't you know done anything but sit for you know a few years because that's what they do with you there and I remember when this all started, my sister had him, it was my birthday, and she had him write me in his handwriting, and it was very shaky, a birthday, sign a birthday card, and she sent it to me. And in that signature, he said, you are the godliest. And this was before I ever, ever had you know, before this wake up had any inkling of that, he had dementia, he had no idea. And I could just feel them, I I could feel the power coming through those words on that card. And I thought, okay, um, here's another sign. And, and then the signs just started to, to open up everywhere. And no matter where I looked, or what I did, there was something that was repetitive, or um, was about God consciousness. And believe me, I had never thought of that stuff for, you know, forever. And um, so that's how I knew. I'm so happy that you shared that, that story about your father. I haven't heard you share that before. It's beautiful. <laughs> he was yeah. in touch with something otherworldly at that time, it sounds like. Yeah, I definitely think he was. And, um, and one more thing about him was that he his hobby was photography, he loved, he had all kinds of cameras, and he would take me with him in different places. And he'd say to me, look at the light, look at the light. And he was always taking photographs of the light. And, and that too came to me later on, you know, I never realized it at the time. But then I thought to myself, okay, you know, remember that this is not a coincidence. He was always telling you, look at the light. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, that is what you, that is your message, like (laughs) your life message now. Isn't that crazy? Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And I heard you also say that you, I heard you also say that you, uh, that you've done healing work for the past 13 years and eons probably before that. And it's just now come all coming back to you. And it sounds to me like this, this whole 13 plus year journey for you has been a process of demystifying, lifting the veils and, and can you speak a little bit more about this veil of amnesia, because this is what we're doing at the Rise Collective. It's what you do in your work. And so can you speak a little bit more about why we're doing that and what it means to you? Sure. So I feel, I I don't even, I, I need to say it more strongly than that. I know that... I was in, uh, and and I believe you were as well, and, and other people around me, we were in these schools that they called temples, and that we worked with the alchemists and the magicians of the day in Atlantis and um, Egypt and, and other early civilizations. And there was a lot of... Um, as, as people got more knowledgeable, um, they also had to keep it secret from the powers that be because it was looked upon as being heresy, you know, so, um, and, you know, I just read recently that heretics are very much ahead of their time. So, so, um, so what happens is that that knowledge that 
is inside of us. And I really do believe that it is in your DNA and in your, your body and your soul was, was stored in a way that wasn't, wasn't visible. And that's what we call veils today because there were, there were a few reasons. One is that we as humans weren't ready for what we could really do as, as beings of light. And the other reasons are that it was such valuable knowledge that it was stored for safety and for protection. And now as humans evolve, hopefully we are, uh, we, we are being given that knowledge, we're being given the key and the openings to that knowledge. So, so it, it right now, I feel that it is usable. And I certainly, I don't make an effort to use it, it like in a way that I would say, you know, okay, I'm going to use this, what's under this veil, it doesn't work like that. As it comes through in your being, it, there's a knowingness that, okay, this is correct. This is what I need to say, or this is what I need to do. And, and that's how it's coming forward through our emotions and our feelings and uh, being able to utilize things that we've never been able to utilize before for the ad for the advent and the advancement of human beings. And because we are such incredible healers, all of us, we all have this, this ability. If only we wouldn't try to push it down or, um, or, or anesthetize it or medicate it. We have, we just have all everything inside of us that we need. I truly, truly believe that. And when I do energy healings, I can, I can feel it. I can see it. I know it. And it changes people's lives, not because I'm doing it because that energy is doing it because it's source energy. It's it's who we are. And people at large um, aren't comfortable with it. So they go through all these things in order not to feel it. But feeling it is, I mean, that's my number one way to know what I'm doing is right when I'm performing a healing because, and I don't even perform them, they're performed through me. But if I couldn't feel this, then I wouldn't know it, you know, and people have gifts in different ways. Some people hear it, some people feel it, you know, the clairvoyance is um, clear sentience and um, clear hearing and all of that. And so we need all of those feelings and emotions to actually um, understand that this is what we are capable of. If you don't feel it, then how would you know, you know? Absolutely. I think that this is a very deep, deep form of emotional intelligence that, and it's, it's deeper than I ever thought was possible in many ways. And in this past year, I have become aware of my sense of knowing in such an attuned and such a specific, uh, discerning way to where I, I've been able to see in hindsight, what has been so out of alignment. And now I'm, I've brought myself, it feels like several levels above in just the past year of my levels of knowing inner, my um, access to my inner knowing and my access to this love, these levels of emotional intelligence. And as you were speaking about the, I don't think you called it numbing, but to me, it occurs as numbing. There's so many ways that we can numb out our emotional experience and our inner knowing 
And that seems really problematic to me in a time where, well, maybe not problematic, but it's just something to really be aware of in a time where the, this knowing is so essential. So it could be um, pharmaceutical ways of numbing out or drugs, alcohol, internet, TV, whatever it is that takes us out of our own experience because our, ex- our experience is what is informing us about what's happening in the other realms and who's helping us. Absolute truth. And, you know, I, I believe that you really have to face something to come to terms with it, you know, and, and when you're able to do that, then you don't feel the desire to numb it anymore. You know, I, I see it with a lot of different people that they're in the lower frequencies of fear and guilt and shame and all this childhood stuff that keeps resurrecting itself because it wants to come out. It doesn't want to be there anymore. And, but to a lot of people that it's, it's frightening to look at that. That's like the boogeyman, you know, that's the, the, um, for me, it used to be, my parents had this basement that was scary. And and to me, it was like, wow, there's a monster in there. And, and that's what this is. But, um, but when you face the monster and you are able to look at it and see it for what it was and recognize that everything's happening for our highest good, you know, it's, 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 I think for people now, there's so much fear out there. If you keep anesthetizing it and stuffing it down and not facing it because that we're being cleaned out from our heart of hearts inside by the divine, all the old stuff is, is trying to leave and we're being aligned in a new vibration. But before that can happen, you really have to look at it and say, okay, you know, I, I can face this now and I recognize it for what it is. That's where energy healing comes in because it can show you, you know, you've really never done anything wrong. You have, you, you've experienced all these things in order to help you to grow. And, and when you look at it that way, you know, you, you can, it will dissipate, it will start to leave a lot of people having dreams, intense dreams right now, because that's another way the divine is coming in and saying, look at yourself, see what it is, because the new energy really can't manifest within us until the old leaves. And that's why, you know, that is all being reconciled. So there's space for this this expansion of the DNA that it can, um, that we can start to utilize these incredible gifts that humanity is blessed with. So instead of seeing it as something uh, as a detriment, you know, which is how a lot of um, what I call, you know, regular people, uh, muggle people look at it, then um, you have to look at it as, this is, this is who you are. This is how you got to this point in time. And we are advancing, we're evolving. And so we don't need that anymore. We just have to, you know, acknowledge it, clear it out, and then go from there. So you can be, you have space to grow. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've really felt you when you were saying, when you were speaking about energy healing and you seem to have this new, maybe it's not new, but maybe it's my understanding of energy healing is, is shifting um, in relationship with you. And it seems like energy healing is a huge lever in what's happening with this shift in the DNA because it can't necessarily, it doesn't seem to be able to, from my perspective, happen in any other domain. 
it's an, it's an energetic shift that is happening and the way that we can accelerate it and um, support its unfolding is through energy healing. That's the way I see it because I mean, energy can't be created or destroyed. It just travels. And in your system, you know, we actually have an energy body. We have the spiritual, energetic, physical, and and emotional bodies. And all of those can be addressed in energy healing. That's the genius of it. You know, it is, it's something that transcends space and time, really. And, And I know that it does because, when I'm in someone's system and there's something so far back, like, you know, I I've worked with people who I've had visions of them being chained in the, in the bottom of a ship in the 60 or the 1400s, 1600s um, in the civil war in um, in the other, in other world wars. And when you, you see that and the person is able to acknowledge it in some way, like, yes, I feel that. And, um, or, or they'll give you some other hint or synchronicity that you're correct. When that happens, you recognize that all time is, is happening at, at once within us. You know, there is no separation of the time because you can go from here we are in the present all the way back to um, ancient history and see that there was something in this person's, call it a bibliography, so to speak, you know, um, or biography, and that is still upsetting their system. And once you can extract that and the person can acknowledge it, then it leaves and in there's space, there's space for something new. And the, I can feel it. The client can feel it, you know, and anybody who is, you know, around this person would be able to feel it because there's a freeing up of the system. You know, now you can bring the past into the present here bringing that light into the system is another tool that people can use with this energy, energy healing. Can we talk about understanding the intricacies of what's happening in in an energetic sense and also kind of in a dimensional sense? It's a a tough thing. Um, because there, there are a lot of vibrations that are um, varied in degree right now with people. You know, it's, it's all across the board. And you have some people who are waking up, some people who are uh, steeped in fear in the here and now. Um, some people who so want to just be led um, in some way. And I say that with love because, you know, not everybody knows where they're going. This episode of the Rise Collective podcast is sponsored by the Rise Collective. The Rise Collective is a wise women's council with a rotating cast of wise women. Members get weekly video workshops, monthly energy healings with Karen Roberts, a Slack community, and an opportunity to teach their unique medicine if they so choose. The membership launches only a few times a year, so head to the risecollective.org slash program to get on the wait list. I think right now we have to be more empathetic with boundaries. For those of us who see, you want everybody to be able to see that way. You and it and it feels it feels odd when you're when you're in a place where people can't see or just being out in public or, um, you know, even people who are related to you that, you know, you're talking to who 
cannot understand or would not understand what you're talking about. So to me, I've adopted to just be really loving and to connect with your soul um, in a way that you can start to send people light because getting annoyed with it, getting impatient with it, that does absolutely nothing. And so we ourselves, people who are light workers, which you and I both are, you know, we're being called to take the road of higher love. You know, that that's what is going to change things. And even if it doesn't change the people that you know, you know, you are creating a different vibration by doing that. And you're also raising your frequency, you know, um, and again, back to my dad, he used to say, you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. And he'd say that all the time. And I never really, you know, thought about it or thought to do it, but, but it makes sense because once you start to recognize that love is what, creates and all the rest of it is what detracts you know so it, it you have to hold kind of steadfast to that do I get mad at what I say yes I do and that's okay but by and large I'm trying to take the road of of gentleness and of kindness with truth in it you know it doesn't mean to you know, sweeten it to the point where it's, um, it's incorrect. You know, I I don't believe in that either. But, you know, everything is serving a purpose, even the darkness serves a purpose. So we have to, you know, we have to uh, face it all, we have to love it all the light and the darkness and the adversity and, and all of this. But at the same time, we also have to stand in our power. And you have to realize that there are no quick fixes and that, you know, nothing outside of you is going to help this situation. It's in here. That's what we have to change, you know, and um, and that's the hardest thing for people because it's such ingrained behavior. And, you know, people are always looking for the next quick fix and there are no quick fixes. You know, the only way in order to to write this ship is to do it in here you know and that's my message to people like i've i've spent the last i don't know um more than 20 years getting to the point where i could believe in myself and love myself you know and and um and, and I love the light beyond measure because they're always with me. They're with everybody. If you can start to believe it and tune into it and you have to do the work. It, you really have to look honestly at yourself and say, okay, this isn't working. This is not right. This is why I'm stuck in the same old paradigm and I'm done with that. And every day you have to work it. Um, not just changing your thoughts. It's, it's how you feel. It's what's in here. I've heard it said that, you know, a lot of people that profess to have or preach positive thoughts are thinking God knows what inside. And so positive thought alone does not change you. That Again, that's why healing is so important, because you've got to change what's in your heart. You've got to, to look at yourself. And by the time you get to a certain age, those patterns are so ingrained. If you don't work at it, then it's going to overtake you. And then it becomes your biology and, and everything else. So it's something that I work at every single day. I also think that while we're changing, the earth is also changing. And when, when we're in nature, and we can communicate with the earth, that that to me is the most satisfying thing right now, you know, Absolutely. to be, yeah, to be in the woods or whether it's snowing or it's sunny or whatever it is, 
you know, every day I have to have my outside time because that's what it, it keeps me centered. And, you know, when I walk on the earth or around the ocean, I, I try to take the essence of it into my body every time I take a step, just come through me, make me feel, you know, that I'm one with you. And I, and I do, I can feel the, the feelings of the earth and the pulsation of it. You know, when you start to train yourself, you really can. Beautiful. I really enjoyed hearing about how you walk on the earth and you have this practice of asking the earth to help you feel one with her. And it reminded me of what you said earlier about you have to do the work. You have to do the work every day. And when I think about doing the work, it's, it's not necessarily, and I imagine you have a version of this too. It's not necessarily like sit down at your desk and do the work. It's all the little moments throughout the day that are the making ceremony every day when you're at the beach, when you're walking in nature, it's, asking and then it's like it's blessing your food it's ceremony all these small things throughout the day of being conscious and being present the here you talk about the here and now the and presence how can what are some small ways to to bring that in Well, you're absolutely right. I like rituals. You do have to have a ritual. I get up every single morning. I like, I love candles. Um, I always have a candle lit and every single day I, after I've lit and lit my first candle, I do call in my divine team and uh, and even if you don't know how to do that, you can just sit there and you can say, let me feel good today, you know, bless my, my very existence by the fact that I am so grateful for, for everything that I have. I'm grateful for this healthy body. I'm grateful for being able to eat organic food. I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, where I live, everything, anything that I can express gratitude for, I think is a very important ritual. I always ask for healing for the people I love. You know, I surround them with light as, as I've been taught to do. And I feel that when I'm in that state of, of gratitude, then I really feel it come through me. You know, you can start to cultivate this energetic dialogue, if you will, with the divine, you know, doing a, a, a ceremony and setting intentions, they tell me is so important. So, you know, what do you want that day, that day? And sometimes, you know, it's the same intention every day, you know, joy and gratitude, um, divine and perfect health, you know, um, abundance, uh, inner peace, whatever it is. And I think meditating is really, really important. I, I tend to meditate two or three times a day. And, you know, I don't, I mean, sometimes my ego will show up and it's not like a successful meditation, but I do attempt it every day. And what I feel is, um, and what, what the guides say, it's not a, it's not a place to get lost. A meditation is a state of communication beyond the here and now. That's where you want to go. And you always want to ask for divine white light because there's a, the spirit world is very much like this world. And there are, um, you know, spirits of the light and spirits that are not. So you always want to make sure that you're associating with the light. So by in a prayerful place and in asking for that light, maybe when you're doing an intention and it doesn't have to be long, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's just habitual at night. I'll say, okay, um, you know, please surround me with, with the light 
bring all the light beings in. Let me have a good night's sleep. The one thing that can disconnect you to is a place that is cluttered with memories or, um, or junk. You know, it's really important to have a clear, clean space when you're doing this. That can throw it off. And, and when, you're, when your intention is clear, when your space is clear, and you start to routinely do this every single day, I can't understand how you wouldn't see a difference. Agreed. As you were speaking about intention, what I would add to that is I, I really like what you said about when you wake up, I setting an intention of what you want to feel that day. And what I would add is also setting an intention for every conversation you have every dinner. Like if you have friends over for dinner, my intention is to feel welcomed and welcoming and loving and loved nourished and nourishing. I'm going to the park with my daughter. My intention is to feel playful and patient and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Also taking those little opportunities to set specific intentions as well. I always think of an intention, you know, if you had a bow and arrow and you were, you were doing archery, I always think of the intention as when you pull back the bow and you let the arrow fly, you know, that's where it's going. It's on that trajectory of what, of the intention that you set. So that's a great thing to do. Beautiful. That's a great image to keep <laughs> when you're setting it. I've heard you, I'm tracking the time here and I, I've heard you say that if you want to understand the mystery then you have to understand ancient wisdom. And when we started, you were speaking about these temples and this and the schools that we were in. Can you speak about why it's important to uh, incorporate these ancient ways in our contemporary times? It's a good question. And to me, it's important because we evolved from that. You know, this is where we came from. This is what, these are our roots. This is what we were taught. And now we have an expansion going on, an, an opportunity to, as the veils are being removed, then we have this opportunity to, use this energy from ancient times, you can even um, connect to the pyramids or to a spiral or to a wave, um, sacred geometry that is um, from those ancient times. And they all, it's, since it's all energy, you're connecting to the vibration of of that, that ancient wisdom or knowledge that is coming back to us. I mean, if it wasn't something that we needed to connect with, then it would be lost and it's never lost. It's always, you know, resurrecting itself in some way. And I mean, they say there are, you know, it's not just the pyramids in Egypt, there are pyramid, little pyramids everywhere. And and when you connect to that vibration, you're connecting to a, a, a very high cord of, of love that, I mean, these were the original alchemists. These were, you know, the, the beings who could literally change matter. And, and that's what, that's what we're doing. You know, that's what we're going back to that, you can, it, everything always comes from thought. And I know you know that thought is information, that love is creation. So if that's true, then those two things together, we can mentally create anything, good or bad. That's why it's so important to be cognizant of your thoughts and not give, you know, that 
any, um, not give that any leeway to move to something that isn't fruitful or positive or for your highest good. Yeah, it seems really important in these times to be aware of what we're taking in, what we're hearing. And often as a result of those things, what, what we are creating, because if we're, if, like you say, thought and light are information. And so when we take in this information that is created in service of our indoctrination, that's how we're being informed. That's going to be the, the information that we then continue to perpetuate and create if, if we're take, constantly taking that in. So how can we switch that information that we're taking in to actually be of the light and actually be of our guides and of the divine? Well, the number one thing we can do is to ask. It's really important to ask because everybody has a divine team. Everybody has light beings with them. And, you know, it takes a little while to develop a relationship for some people with them. Um, And that's one of the reasons because of the law of free will. I mean, this is a free will universe or free will planet. So, so we have to ask and, if you keep it in a purified paradigm, you know, in your mind, if you can keep it in a way that is constantly connecting to the good and to the, the parts of us that are the higher fields of light, if you can, if you can keep yourself in a space that is in the light, you know, through gratitude and through love and through compassion and, and all those magnificent feelings, then you start to connect with it. So it, it, that's why it's so important to stay. I mean, words also have a vibration that we use. And so, you know, when you hear language that is, Um, rough or tough, you know, you get kind of a pit in your stomach, but when you, because it's such a low vibration, but when you stay in language and feelings that are in a, in a loving space, then you're going to connect to that, to your divine team and also to greater wisdom and knowledge. It's like, it's like anything else. It's a building block. You know, you can't, you can't go from, you know, when you go from um, uh, zero to, you know, you're trying to go from zero to a hundred, you're going to bypass all the wonderful things that you need along the way. It's, it doesn't happen instantaneously. It's a journey. It's a, it's a walk through and energy and time. And so it's something that has to be cultivated. It's something that you have to create a habit of of doing this. And when you can do that, then it starts to become like second nature. Mm. Yes, this image of the building blocks, it feels very tangible to me. And each of these techniques and uh, what do I want to call them techniques, I guess just techniques that you've taught us here can be one of those building blocks. So intention, creating ceremony, um, using uplifting words. Exactly. Yes. Language, each one of these, and maybe you do one a month. Um, for the listeners or one a week to really anchor it into your system and to your life. And it makes a really big difference. Yeah, it certainly does. And, and the thing to remember is that if you have old wounds inside of you and 
they keep coming up when you're trying to incorporate the higher energies through words and feelings and ceremony. Then a really good thing that I have learned to do is to take some ancient symbols like the pyramid or like, you know, a lot of people, the heart shape or the spiral or, um, geometric lines and shapes and and visualize them in each center of chakra and that's really helpful that's a tool to um i mean if you don't feel safe on the earth then anchor a pyramid into your your first uh, center and because that's filled with power and it's going to help you i love that <laughs> yes this <coughs> This language of symbols is another technique to use. Symbology, yeah, really important. And once I started incorporating the the ancient into my system, that helped me so much. I was I was I was able to, you know, move beyond that old energy and forgive it and let it go forever. Yes. letting go of the old and welcoming the new. This feels like a really good place to complete, although it does feel like there's a lot more to say. So maybe, well, we'll definitely have to do another one of these. Thank you so much for joining us today, Karen. It's been a pleasure as always. Oh, thank you for having me, Carrie. I really enjoyed it. And lots of love to you and to our planet and humanity. And we can do this. You can go to KarenBethRoberts.com to learn more about Karen Roberts. On her website, you can buy her book while you are dreaming. Schedule a powerful energy healing session with her, which I highly recommend and sign up for her newsletter so that you can find out the next time she opens her mentorship program.